Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. Well, uh, it's amazing to be speaking tonight. Uh, such an honor. Man, it's so great to see the house of God packed on a Sunday night. Uh, is anyone excited for water baptisms after the service, though? Come on. That was like, that was like all in sync. That was like a woo. That was great. <laughs> Um, but I am so excited to be speaking and uh, launching our series in the PM service. We launched our series called Noel this morning in the AM service. And it's not Noel, it's Noel. Um, it's not Shannon Noel, uh, who was robbed of his 2003 title. Um, it's Noel, that's how it's pronounced, because it's Christmas time. How crazy is that? Is anyone absolutely, I don't know what the word is, flabbergasted that there is decorations for Christmas? on stage, Kmart, I know who's already been had for three months out uh, Christmas things because they're always onto it, but um, I can't believe that it's just December, let alone Christmas time is fast approaching. Who loves Christmas here though? Many people. It's amazing. I love a good family roast. Does anyone love a roast? You know, where you got your pork, you got your, oh, sorry, and some of the vegetarians here, sorry, or vegans. Um, the roast, all the uh, roast potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes. There we are. Now I got their respect. Um, but uh, the Christmas, who, all right, there's two people here. Who loves Christmas carols? Quite a few. All right. Who absolutely despises Christmas carols? There's a few buzzkills here. No, just kidding. Come on, it's how the Grinch found Christmas, not how the Grinch stole Christmas. No Grinches this year, but... Um, who loves bonbons? Does anyone love bonbons? Personally, I love bonbons a lot. A lot. Um, that's okay. Because I'm quite competitive. I love bonbons because I'm quite competitive. And basically, if I'm versing you on bonbons, I will win. I will make it my effort to do whatever it takes to win. And I have to be honest, there is a way in which you can win 100% of the time, every time when it comes to bonbons. It's not exactly legal, but you can con your grandmother, you can con your uncle, you can con your little siblings, your older siblings, and you can be king of the bonbons. If you want to know the strategy, come and see me after and I'll let you know. But uh, considering it was Christmas, I was thinking, what else happens at Christmas time? Family photos, right? And I had some funny, uh, a little bit of a search of the internet, and uh, some interesting images might pop up of um, some family photos. I don't know when this was from, but um, what is going on in this photo? What, uh, what I think, we're going to look at four different photos of, of Christmas photos, but what was the conversation before any of these photos? That's the, always the scariest part, like... I'm hoping she's pregnant, but if she's not, I'm not too sure what's going on there, but old mate's got a belly as well, but let's go to the next one. What is going on in this photo? What was the conversation before this? Hey, babe, did you, like, Christmas photos coming up this year, did you want to jump on, uh, like, a bobsled? I'm going to be down here, you jump on and we're just going to smile at the camera as cheesy as we can. That's the worst photo I've ever seen. <laughs> Let's go to another one. Oh, 
reckon this is how the conversation went. Honey, uh, family photo's coming up. Did you want to get Rupert, our dog, and his name's Rupert, and he can be Jesus in our photo, and we can be Mary and Joseph. And like, look at the dog's face. Like, I guess. And I think we've got one more up here. <laughs> the matching. Everyone's matching. My gosh. How much did that cost? Even the baby in the middle. That's great. They've all got the, they've all got the head. I don't even know what you call that, a beanie of some sort. or Wow. But uh, there's some really awkward family photos. And then I've got one of me and my family. No, just kidding. I don't have that. That would be terrible. But as I was going through, I was like, man, Christmas is such an awesome time. Not this kind of Christmas, but where we get to hang out with family, where we get to eat lots of food, where we get to win in bonbons. And, but Christmas is really a time of remembrance. Just like Easter, just even like communion that we do on a Sunday or in our life groups, uh, when we do communion, Christmas is a time to celebrate and remember the fact that our Savior was born, that Jesus was born. This is the reason for the season, as Pastor Paul was saying before, that Jesus was born. And in a world that is trying to remove Christ out of it, how much more is the church going to be the ones who are speaking loudly that Christmas is for Christ? Christmas is for Jesus. And tonight, I want to talk about why Jesus is the greatest gift that we have been given this Christmas and this December season. So with this in mind, why don't we pray together? Lord, I pray that, Lord, you would speak through every single word that uh, I say tonight. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be open and ready for what you have to say to us. Lord, we don't, want, don't just want to do this December season or Christmas season uh, like we had before, but, Lord, we want to be awakened to what you have for us, Lord, and to know the greatest gift that is in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, who loves getting gifts here? Do I have some gift lovers here? It's always good to receive gifts. I don't think there's a person in the whole entire world that doesn't like receiving a gift, right? I think it's like in our DNA that it's always a good thing to receive a gift. Um, I know I'm always filled with joy when I receive a gift. It might be something that you've wanted for some time and maybe you've like hinted at your spouse or hinted at that person or friend, hey, like, oh man, I really saw these really nice shoes the other day. They look amazing. And then Christmas, 25th of December, they rock up under the tree, you open them up and you're so ecstatic and you're filled with joy. Or maybe it's that one thing that you know just means a lot to you and someone got that for you. Or it might even be that someone did a complete hit and miss but you know their heart's intention and you're like, I appreciate you anyway. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you, grandfather, for all the towels. <laughs> but you know their intentions and uh, it's all cool. It's all cool. You appreciate it anyway. But there's something about a gift and receiving a gift that brings joy to our lives. And what I love about the Christmas story is that the birth of Christ was truly the greatest gift that God could ever give humanity. Jesus Christ is the greatest gift that God could ever give our lives. He's the greatest joy that this world has ever received. And I'll prove it to you. God's gift of joy didn't have cardboard or paper. It didn't have a nice card displayed on it when God sent Jesus from heaven. But this gift of joy came wrapped in flesh 
wrapped in the form of a person, of a man. This gift was not just the expression of joy, but was the embodiment of joy. And we love a gift because it gives us joy. But imagine a person who isn't just, or or gives joy, but a person who is joy. And this is the person of Jesus Christ. But what is it about Jesus that makes him the greatest gift this season? How can a man who was born over 2,000 years ago be the greatest joy that we have ever received? And I want to look to Scripture and what Scripture says about this. And I believe that as we let God speak to our hearts tonight, as we are reminded that Jesus truly is the greatest gift that we have ever been given, I believe that this December and this season of our lives, our Christmas, won't be a place where we need to live in fear, in doubt, in anxiety, but will be a place where we're filled with the spirit of joy, filled with the spirit of hope, filled with the spirit and the grace of God, where we don't need to even mention those other things, where our families can be reconciled this Christmas. Praise God where Jesus can do a work in our lives. So we're going to look at the book of Matthew, um, chapter one. If you've got it, why don't you open it up? It's going to be on the screen as well. Um, and we're going to go from verse 18, and we're going to read down to 25. And in Matthew 1, 20, uh, 8, verse 18 and 25, it says this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Called his name Jesus. Jesus. There's something about the name of Jesus that is so sweet. There is something about the name of Jesus that even by saying it brings hope and life to dead places. And I want to talk about three reasons why Jesus is our greatest gift of joy in this season. And number one is that Jesus gladly loves to interrupt. Jesus gladly loves to interrupt. The gift that Jesus brings to your life tonight and in this season is to bring more of himself into your life. Jesus isn't just an add-on to our lives, but I believe in more and more that God is interested in interrupting your life on a daily basis. God is always keen to unexpectedly interrupt us, to remind us of him. This Christmas season, I want to let you know, and us as the believers in the church, that this Christmas season is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And I know that I can say that, but how many times do we get caught up in the family ordeals? How many times do we get caught up with the presence? Did I buy the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing to this relationship? No, what we need to focus on and have our eyes on is the person of Jesus. This is what the season is made for. 
Because if he truly is joy wrapped in human form, that when we're interrupted by Jesus, then he will fill us with his joy when we're switched on to where he is. I want you to think of the life of Mary and Joseph. They're living their normal lives. They've just been engaged to one another. And they're about to start this amazing life of marriage, of doing life, of exploring, of adventuring. Maybe they were like, hey, we could possibly buy a house here and do this. Or maybe we could do a holiday and go to Samaria and it's going to be awesome and we're going to go over there. And they were planning their lives together as they do. But the scripture tells us before they came together or before they were married or before they consummated a marriage, if you get my drift, it says, she found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Jesus came in and fully interrupted their normal plans, their normal desires, because Jesus gladly loves to interrupt people's lives. And Jesus, Jesus is interested in interrupting your life. Imagine that scenario for Joseph. He goes over to Mary's house one day, and I love the, what the scripture says. He found to see that she was pregnant. Like, can we just put that on, on a realistic perspective? He knocks on the door to Mary's house, opens it up, and he's like, there's something different. There's something that's going on. And, and she's looking at him, and he's looking at her, and he's like, you're pregnant, aren't you? Like, this is like fully, like, this is Jersey Shore kind of stuff going on right now. I don't know, does anyone even watch that anymore? But... This is like drama central happening at the moment. Imagine that, they've just got engaged and then Joseph finds out that his fiance is pregnant. Now, for those who don't know, it usually takes a little bit of something to happen for a baby to come about. So what's going on in Joseph's mind at this moment? Mary has been unfaithful to me. And what does he do? He then starts to do the paperwork to file, well not divorce, but essentially separation of this engagement that's just happened. But then an angel is sent to Joseph to reassure him that this is no ordinary thing that has happened to Mary. But what she was saying when she was saying, no babe, seriously, the Holy Spirit, it was all the Holy Spirit. Jesus came in. I'm blaming him right now. I'm blaming God. But he came in and he did a miracle in my life. And I'm now with child because of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, has this encounter in a dream where the angel tells him that it's okay, God has done a miracle in Mary's life. And Mary's to have a son and his name would be Jesus. Jesus interrupts the whole course of their life. And maybe they can't go on that holiday anymore. Maybe they can't buy that house and the plans and desires and maybe things that they once originally thought before Jesus interrupted. Maybe they can't do those things anymore. But God has gladly interrupted into their normal life for his purposes. And exactly like Mary and Joseph, and like I've been saying, Jesus wants to interrupt your life over this December season. Jesus wants to come in, and I, and I don't want to use interrupt in the negative sense. I want to use it in an empowering and a positive sense. He wants to fill you with purpose this season and say, hey, church, do you remember I'm still here? I want, to, I want you to get your attention off the things of the world this season, and I want you to get your attention back on me because I'm Jesus the King. I'm Jesus the Savior. I'm Jesus the Lord, and I want your attention, church. I want to interrupt you. Every single day. It's not in a negative sense that I say interrupts, but in a wonderful, purpose-filled sense. 
Jesus has come not just to be an add-on to our lives, but he's the greatest gift in your life because he wants you to be switched on to his power every day. He wants to interrupt your life and give you God dreams every single day. Jesus wants to interrupt you today to birth something amazing inside of you. And if Jesus is trying to get our attention so much, then how can we notice him? And I personally believe the way that you the way that you see God and the things that he's doing, the way that you can let his interrupting actually make sense to your life and be switched on to him is to do one thing, and that's to place him first. Placing Jesus first, because your priorities will reveal the purposes of God for your life. If you put God as number one, you'll start to see, oh God, you're working in that. God, you're working in this. Hey, even when this stuff's happening in this Christmas season, I know it's busy. Even finances look crazy at the moment, but I'm putting you first anyway. And I know it says, seek first of the kingdom of God and everything's gonna be added to me anyway. The greatest gift of joy is Jesus in your life when we seek him first because he wants to interrupt you to say, hey, daughter, son, it's all good. You're going to be filled with peace this season. You're gonna be filled with my great joy that's a all understanding. Jesus wants to interrupt you this season to give you dreams, visions, and do something extraordinary in your life. Can I say, church, and can I challenge you? Don't let this be a month where Jesus is second. Don't let this be a month where Jesus is 19th on the list of, oh yeah, I'll pray at the end of the week. But let him be in every single day because he wants to speak to you. He wants to do something fresh in your life. Number two, why Jesus is the greatest joy and the greatest gift for our lives in this Christmas season is because Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the greatest gift to your life because He has come to save you. What do we read in the verse? After we learn that Mary and Joseph had this interruption with Jesus, it was unexpected, but it was God-ordained. And then the Scripture goes on to say, She will bear a son, and you shall call His name Jesus. Why will he be called Jesus? For he will save his people from their sins. As we remember and reflect that Jesus was born, we we are reminded that this little baby born 2,000 years ago was the Savior King. We are reminded that this is the Messiah, the anointed one, prophesied 700 years even before he was even born by the prophet Isaiah. This is the one who is going to be literally God incarnate on this earth. Jesus Christ is the Savior. And I believe he's the greatest, uh, that he's the greatest gift to you and joy to you this season because he's come to save your life. When we didn't know Jesus personally, and we, we didn't have a relationship with him. Our lives were like a boy who took his father's inheritance before he was supposed to. Maybe you have a relationship with God, maybe you don't here. But if you can walk with me, our lives were like a, a boy or, or they still are like a boy who his father's inheritance, we took that inheritance before we were supposed to. We ran away with money that wasn't ours out of pride and jealousy and hatred. We went wild, partying the night away, each night without purpose. Truly a meaningless existence. Sleeping around, taking pills to find any sense of meaning. But when the cash ran out, so did all the friends run away. We became bankrupt. 
from living in penthouses, in hotels, from the money that, our fathers, that was our father's inheritance. We became homeless because we'd given all the money away with no food and no shelter. Even the nearby farms, the animals would receive better food than we would in our current state. So we went there to survive in the farm. We ate of the same food that the pigs were eating from to fill our bellies. And we were amongst all the dirt. We were broken, defeated, and absolutely hopeless. But as we began to walk home, in hope that maybe our father would even just let us be a servant of his home or his house. When we were in close enough distance from the father's house, with mud hanging on us, with ragged clothes that stunk like pigsty, and with an empty, empty stomach, our father saw us from a distance and ran to where we were. He clothed us in a robe and shoes and a ring and he called us his own. And even when we didn't deserve it, church, Jesus embraced the mess of our sin. He embraced the mess of your sin, of my sin and lies to give us hope in him, to give us a new life, a fresh life. And this is why he's the greatest joy. He's the greatest joy because if you can remember where you were before you knew Jesus, this is what our life looked like. But thank God that He was born 2,000 years ago. The God who came to save us, the God who came to redeem humanity, the God of all creation. He plunged Himself into His own story and saved us from our mess. Jesus is our greatest gift this season, church, because He saved our souls. And if you don't know Jesus here, he wants to save your life from a life of sin. Because sin is just slums compared to what God has, which is royalty. Jesus has saved our souls and our lives. And that's why he's the greatest gift this season. What would happen, church, if we were, we were reminded by that every day? Jesus saved my soul. God. Jesus saved my soul. I don't know about you, but that brings such a thankful heart to my life. Such a grateful heart. And even though some things might not be going right this season in, in maybe my external life, I know and I have this peace and joy that God saved my soul. And even if nothing else for the rest of my life was even of benefit, worked out for my life, I know that the greatest thing happened to me and that's Jesus coming into my life and saving me. Jesus is the greatest joy this season. And number three, Jesus is the greatest gift for you, friend, because he is with you. Jesus is with you. I want to emphasize this tonight. And I really want some people, because I really felt the Spirit of God saying, this is something that my children need to get. This is something that the sons and daughters of God really need to get. I am with you. Jesus himself is with you. The Savior is who Jesus is, but Emmanuel is his name. And being with you is what Jesus does. We read in the scripture, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. They will call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And I believe that some of us have heard the verses before at church that he will never leave us nor forsake us. But some of that has become head knowledge and not heart knowledge. Where you believe when you messed up and maybe 
You said, God, I'm never going to do that sin again. And then you messed up. And you know this verse is in your head, I will never leave you, but forsake you. But you still think that there's a separation from you and God. And that is not what Jesus is telling you tonight. Jesus is telling you that He has never left you. Because this baby that was born 2,000 years ago, His name would be Emmanuel. And it would be God with us. Not just for some time, but forever and ever and ever. Even when you sin, Jesus is with you. Even when your thoughts start thinking things that you don't think that are of God, Jesus is still with you, church. This season, when relationships might have broken down, where the business isn't going to where you thought it was, Jesus is still with you, in the middle with you. I want you to look at the Gospels, the disciples. They're in a boat with Jesus. A windstorm comes. The winds and the waves start to pick up. And who do they run to? Jesus, because He's in their boat. And Jesus has never left your boat. He is with you. And even when Jesus commanded the disciples to go on another journey across uh, the, uh, the sea of Galilee, He said, I want you to go, but I'm not coming with you this time. What happens in the middle? A thunderstorm comes, a windstorm comes, and the waters start to rise up, and they start to panic, these disciples. But what happens? Jesus meets them on the water. Because Jesus will never, ever, 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 ever leave you tonight. Jesus is with us. Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you today, this week, this season. Your your sin doesn't intimidate God. Don't believe the lie that Jesus isn't with you because of your failures. No, He's in your boat. He's with you because He is Emmanuel, God with us.